This edition of Fireside Chat with your host, Clearfire. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing my trip out to Los Angeles and the video game stores that I visited and some of the gaming that I did while I was traveling and just a little bit a little bit of that. But first, I'd like to take time out to uh, send out some, some sympathy and some, uh, some, some prayers to our people there in Florida. Hurricane Michael hit pretty hard and it actually hit Hollywood coal. Um, right now, I'm not sure exactly how bad it hit him. The last time I talked, it wasn't too bad, but he does have a house there and a rental house there. So let's send out some prayers for him and some thoughts for him. We also have some friends in the Pensacola Beach area that also were affected by Hurricane Michael, and there's other people there as well. So um, to our gamers out in Florida, especially in the Panhandle, you know, we're keeping you in our thoughts and our prayers, and we hope that uh, everything turns out well for you and that Hopefully that you didn't get hit as bad as some areas did. We, we know that it was pretty bad, and I'm a person that I did go through Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, so I can sympathize with them to an extent. So let's, you know, if, if you pray, please send out prayers to them, anything else. If there's any way that you can do any type of donations, I know there's a lot of places here in Mississippi that are sending out donations to our friends there in Florida. So if you can do anything like that, that would be greatly appreciated. And let, let's show our support for the people in Florida. So now without out of the way, let's let's talk about my trip to LA and the gaming scene in LA. So I did a lot of research and looked at a couple places before I went out there to see what the gaming scene was out there. And to my surprise, well not really to to my surprise, it, it was I figured that there would probably be a bigger gaming scene out there than there is in Mississippi. Just right, there's quite a few gaming stores all throughout the LA area. And they have just varying different types of gaming stores. From your game stops to your collector retro style gaming stores, even to your import stores. I mean, there's a plethora of gaming options and gaming stores there. They also have places where you can sit down and play tournaments and things like that. So just a plethora, tons of options for you if you're a gamer in LA, which is really great. I'm glad that they have that community going and growing. It's really awesome. And I, I did meet quite a few people there in my journey there in LA. And they, they were very nice, very helpful, very friendly. All of the gaming stores were really nice, really cool. Um, really enjoyed all of my visits. So let's start. We're going to start with talking about the gaming stores before we get any, into, into anything else. Um, so my first gaming store up is I'm going to talk about one that... I didn't feel a whole lot for, but I did think it was a cool one. I think it is very much worth mentioning, so I do want to talk about it. It's a gaming store that's called Retro Game Camp. It's in the Little Tokyo district of Los Angeles, and it is an import game store. So if you're a fan of import games and you're looking for games that are coming strictly from Japan, this is your place. I mean, this place was just off the chain, just total Japanese culture. It was awesome. Now, granted, you're in Little Tokyo there in LA, and it, when you walk into the Little Tokyo district, you know you're there because 
the road signs, the signs on the walls of the buildings, everything is in English and in Japanese. So you have both there, so you know you're in Little Tokyo when you walk up on that. Which is really cool, because you get this nice feel for, for everything, and I really enjoyed that. So, as I'm walking around checking out this place, I noticed that there are no English uh, written games. Every game that I see is written in Japanese, which is really cool. But it didn't really appeal to me for the fact that, one, I haven't been a huge uh, import person. But I know that some of you listeners out there, you might be. And if you are, this is your store. I mean, it's wall-to-wall imports. I mean, when you walk into the store, it's, I mean, right before you walk in, the sign is just in the Japanese uh, writing. It's it's a beautiful store. I mean, it's really awesome. I really enjoyed it. There were people playing games in a in one corner. It had a, it was hooked up to one of those old little bitty portable TVs. If you remember those, and it's a, the CTR TVs, a little bitty thing. And it was uh, one of the retcon systems they had that was hooked up, and you could play some of the some of the games they had there. And it was very much they were in Japanese. Now, granted, the people that were playing the game. They're playing Street Fighter 2, which was awesome. It was great to see that, but it's when you look at it, it was all the Japanese characters and everything, so you you had to either really know the game very well, which, I mean, it's Street Fighter. I mean, how much do you really have to know uh, language-wise written there to play the game? I mean, you have to know what your character looks like, which they have the pictures just like the regular game, and you get to play the game. You just, everything's in Japanese. So it was really neat, but also, too, it's kind of one of those things like, wow, that could be really confusing when you get into more difficult games, say, like a Final Fantasy or something like that, which they also had every single Final Fantasy in in there. It was really cool. This store also provides a service of, if you bring them a, say, a Super Nintendo or a... Um, regular Nintendo from America, they will mod it for you so you can play the Japanese games. Actually, it'll make it to where it's a region-free system. If you didn't know, um, back when Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and all those came out, they were all region-coded. So, like, you had the North American version, you had the Japanese version, you had the European version, you had some other versions as well, but those were the three main versions. And what happened is, is... If you had a certain specific version, you could only play games from that region, and it region locked you. Well, some gamers got smart, and they learned how to mod their systems to be able to play games from other regions. Uh, the Super Nintendo, for instance, is actually really easy to mod. From what I understand, there's just two notches inside the Super Nintendo that you have to either knock out the notches. I think you have to knock out the notches, and you can be able to play games from Japan on your North American Super Nintendo. I think that's all you have to do. I'm not sure. Don't take my word for it. I will post links to all the stores in here so um, in, in the description of the podcast. So that way you can go back and you can look and see the stores and things that I did. I'm also going to post. I did uh, two walkthrough videos of two of the other stores I'm going to discuss. I'll have this posted in the com- uh, in, into the description of the, this podcast. That way you can see. You know, I have a hands-on look of what uh, the what two of the stores look like. I'm sorry, I did not do a 
a video of a retro game camp. The store was so busy, I didn't really want to try to take out time. I got lucky that when I walked into the other two stores, one, I walked into one right before they were about to close, and they were generous enough to let me walk around, and I, I actually purchased a game from them. I purchased Mega Man 11 from one of them. And then the other one I walked in when it was actually kind of a slow time for them, so it actually turned out to be a good situation for me to do a walkthrough as well. So... We'll talk about this later. But yes, just back to Retro Game Camp. Really cool store. The The people there are very knowledgeable. They know what they're talking about. They got tons of systems you can buy. They had Dreamcasts. They had Sega Saturns. They had them all. I mean, it was it was great to see all of the Sega products that they had. That is, for, for a Sega fan like me, that was really nice and really cool. But, you know, it's definitely a store, if you're ever in L.A., it's definitely a store worth checking out. So please go check out Retro Game Camp. Give them some business. If you're an imports person, they definitely have a, have a lot of things there. And just a little side note for your, collect, for your collecting people out there. Just right across the hallway, this is kind of in a small little mall area in Little Tokyo that uh, Retro Game Campaign is right across this, right across the hallway from them, is a place called The Jungle. If you're into collectibles, that is the place to go. They have all kinds of stuff. They have tons of Gundams that I've never seen, and I, I, I used to go hunt for those. Tons of Gundams, tons of Pops, tons of all kinds of other collector items in there. It's a cool place to check out. So if you're in L.A., definitely check out Retro Game Camp and The Jungle if you're into imports and if you're into collectibles. It's a great place for all of that. So the next game, uh, the game store I'm going to talk about is going to be GTA Video Games, Inc. So really cool store. Uh, it's the first store that I actually did uh, our very first live Facebook video for. So if you follow us on Facebook, then you definitely had a chance to see that video. And uh, I really enjoyed that. The people, they're really nice guys. And they gave me business cards, everything. So I'm you know going to try to help do them out, uh, to help them out. But their main thing that they do there, which I really thought was cool and hadn't seen a game store like this, is they focus in wholesale gaming. So they like to sell games wholesale. So when I went to go buy the single copy of Mega Man 11, they kind of looked at me a little funny, but they still sold me a copy, so it was great. But, you know, they, they're into selling wholesale more 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 often than that. But they do have a ton of games, ton of selection of games, and they had a lot of the newest, most current games in stock. There was a brand new Spider-Man, the brand new Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, they had it all. It was another store that I felt like if you were looking for a game, you could walk in and get it. Also, too, for your collectible people out there, they are crazy about their DBZ there. So they had tons of Dragon Ball Z stuff or Dragon Ball, period. Just They had every type of Dragon Ball stuff there. They had a lot of it. So great little store, nice people. Now, the one thing I will say is, is I wish I would have saw a little, a little more, almost organization, because a lot of times they just had a bunch of games stacked in the case, which is fine. I understand, especially in a small store like them, but you kind of had to dig a little bit to find what you're looking for. But that kind of makes it fun too, because that's to me for 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 a collector digging a little bit kind of makes it fun. And the other thing that I have to knock them just a little bit about is, is they've got this beautiful collection of collector's items, retro games, and everything in this case. And the guy is a hard no-sell on any of that. I mean, they've got some great things in there. So if you're looking for the really 
hard to find collectible stuff and it, you see it in that case, you have to just walk away because the guy's not going to sell it. But on the other hand, they do have some hard to find stuff. The guys there pulled out some of the Splatoon 2 um, Switch controllers, wireless controllers that are hard to find. They pulled out even one of the, uh, they even they even said that they would be able to get some of the, uh, the, the um, what am I trying to say? Uh, the game's fixing to come out. The Super Smash Brothers controllers. They said that they would be able to get those for you. So it's a it's a game store that if you're looking for something hard to get, they actually probably can get it for you. So that's their really big thing for for me. And what I really liked about them was is like we like that they, they like to get those hard to hard to get things for you. So if you're looking for hard to get things, retro game, uh, not retro game camp. Uh, GTA Video Games. I'm sorry, got got so many things going on here. Uh, GTA Video Games Inc. is the place to go. Now they're in an area that's like right below Little Tokyo. They call it the Toy District, and so there was a lot of things going on. It was really cool because a lot of people were outside walking around. It was really nice, you know, especially for me being from Mississippi. You don't see a lot of people walking on the street a lot of time. This was really nice because there's tons of people walking around having fun it, it looked like everybody's happy this was a saturday afternoon that i was there so just a really nice time of the day and really good um their hours are a little lighter than some of the other places some of the other places are open on sundays and open longer this place isn't open quite as long and saturdays they close a little early but that doesn't that shouldn't deter you from going to check them out very good store, very friendly people, very helpful people. That's what's good about it is very helpful, and they want to help you find what you're looking for. So definitely GTA Video Games, Inc. is definitely a place to stop by if you're in the L.A. area. Um, once again, I, I, can't say, uh, I can't say enough of how nice and friendly the, uh, the guys were there. They were very easy going about me doing the video they were very nice about taking some of my cards and handing them out to people so hopefully we get some listeners from the la area that visits gta video games on, on a regular basis and if you won't give us some feedback about them and how you feel about them because we'd like to know because you know this is my first time out in la and like i said everybody was very nice and friendly i was very shocked because a lot of times i think oh well people are just gonna kind of be like oh, you know, you're from the South, and so we just got to be friendly because you're from the South. But no, these guys were, you know, everybody that I that I saw and visited and met with, they were, they were very nice and very genuine. So definitely go check these places out, guys. They, they, they would greatly appreciate your business. So uh, there's not really much more I can say of that. I mean, the store was awesome. Like I said, I'm going to post a link to the Facebook Live video that I did on them so you can actually see kind of what the store looks like and get an idea and a feel. Um... Once again, like I said, really cool store, has some great things in there, and they're more of the modern games. They do have some older games there, but you're going to find more of your newer games there and some of your harder-to-find games for the newer consoles. So go check them out. That's GTA Video Games, Inc. in Los Angeles. Now we're going to move on to the next store, and this is probably the store that I probably had the most fun in. It's World 8 Video Games. Oh my gosh, let me tell you, this store from top to bottom screams gaming from retro to modern gaming. I mean, it, it just has it all. It's, it's a great little store, 
And they even have a place in the back. They let people come in. They host gaming tournaments every Thursday night. We're even gonna, we're even going to partner with them and hopefully do some of their do uh, display some of their Twitch streams on our Facebook page with them because they had they had just really great set setup. They're really big into the community. Love helping out. There was a guy that I met there. His name's Raymond. He has a gaming group that he works with that helps teach people how to use Twitch. Just super nice people. I mean, you can't ask for some for for better hospitality than I did from these guys. I mean, the minute I walked in, everybody was really helpful and friendly. They pointed out some cool things they had in the store. I mean, it was just awesome. I mean, you have one of the uh, flower flower guys from Mario out of the drain pipes right above the checkout. That was really cool. And they had a huge Mario. I mean, they, they had all kinds of just great nostalgia stuff in there. You know, they even had the old school NES robot that used to come with the Nintendos. If you ever got one of those, they had one sitting there. I mean, it's just, it's a place that it felt like when I walked in this store that I got to relive some of my childhood. I mean, it was just that cool of a store. I mean, when you walk in through one side of the store from their parking lot, they have controllers from all different types of systems strung up on the window. And that was just, to me, that was just so cool. And I really love their logo that they have. Uh, it's on the back of their business card. It's when you go to world8, uh, world-8.com. It's, it's, it's the logo that you see. It's everywhere. Really great branding. I mean, this store has done a great job on their branding, their marketing, and just their look all together. Now let's get into the thing that you're probably really wondering about this store. Does it have the games? Oh my gosh, yes, it has the games. You can find tons of games from Nintendo all the way up to the new PS4, Xbox Ones, the Switches. They have them all. They even pre-reserve and pre-order games for you there. I mean, it's it's just so amazing all that they can do. I mean, it's like you, you take a retro game store and smash it with GameStop and then you've got World 8. I mean, they're just, it's, it's an awesome store, and I know that's probably a terrible comparison, but it's just, what I, it's the only thing I can think of to say about them. Um, I, they, they, you know, I even purchased a game from them as well, and I purchased uh, Tecmo Super Bowl from them for the Super NES. They had it in the box and everything, and they take such great care and pride in the games that they have there. Uh, very nice setup. Once again, I also did a Facebook Live video for them as well. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post a link to that video as well onto the the description of this thing, so you, uh, of this podcast, so you can check that out. Um, but this is probably a really probably my favorite favorite game store that I got to go to while I was there. I wish I could have gone to more, but I felt like it was a complete trip after going to World Eight. That's how awesome of a store this was. Um, they're even they were even nice enough to put one of our flyers up. They're doing advertisement for us. So guys, if you're in LA and you're listening to this podcast, go check out World Eight. Go tell them that Clearfire sent you, and they will definitely take care of you. I mean, they, they've got great prices on their retro games. They've got great prices on their new games. They've got some collectibles. They had one of the Assassin's uh, Assassin's Creed Hidden Blade uh, things that you could buy back in the day. I forgot when they actually sold that, but it's really nice. I mean, they just had tons of collectibles in there. And then they also had a collectibles case, but you could actually buy out of that collectibles case. They, they, they weren't trying to keep anything... 
uh, away from from the customers. I, you know, but they 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 had that, and I I loved that because it was really awesome. And as I was there, as I was leaving, the guy Raymond, he was actually setting up to do a little tutorial for some people of uh, how to do Twitch streaming and how to be how to be better at streaming on Twitch. So I thought that was really awesome that they did those kind of things. They're very open to the community. They want to host more community activities. So definitely definitely check them out and give them a like. Do what you can. I mean, it, I can't say enough about World 8. I really, really enjoyed them. Edgar, he was uh, one of the guys there that actually kind of, you know, I spoke to a lot with that, that worked there. And he, very friendly guy, super nice. Helped me find the games I was looking for. You know, helped me dig around in some of their stuff because they had a ton of games. But definitely really nice, really well worth the visit there with him. So, guys, just to sum this up, three game stores that we went to, or that I went to. Uh, Retro Game Camp, Little Tokyo game store for you to get any of your import gaming that you want from Japan. They have it all if it's imports. Definitely you're looking for imports. Then you've got GTA Video Games Inc. If you're looking at doing any wholesale or trying to find those hard to find video games that have just came out but you can't get a hold of because I know for a while Spider-Man was very hard to get but they said they have never been out of stock of a copy of Spider-Man. So GTA Video Games Inc. is definitely the store if you're looking to try to get those hard-to-find games. Then you got World 8. Your great all-around retro all the way to modern gaming with a touch of hosting game tournaments. Just a fantastic community gaming store. You check, check out all three of these stores. I promise you it'll be well worth your time if you go into all three of these stores. So as far as my experience inside of LA and gaming... I mean, there was just gaming everywhere. You could literally walk up and down the streets and you would walk into a gaming store. But I wanted to be specific about the game stores that I went to. I chose these three for a specific reason, and it worked out perfectly. I mean, I like I said, I, I got to go into an import store that was strictly imports. I wasn't expecting that, but man, it was so well worth it. I got to go into a game store where I could find hard-to-find games that they just did a fantastic job on having games in stock and having what you're looking for, accessories, everything. I mean, they did, did a great job about that. And then I got to go into a game store that just made me help, help me relive my childhood, help me relive that, oh my gosh, I found the game I'm looking for that's old. You know, that's, that's retro. So go check these stores out. Go give them some time. Go spend your money there. I mean, it's well, it'll be well worth it. All of them had great prices on their games. None of them were just too over the top on their prices. Um, and actually, most of them were under the average price of games. Um, bought Mega Man 11 for less less than I would have in, a, in any other store. And I actually got a good price on my Super Tecmo Bowl that I bought from World 8. I, like I said, I did not buy anything from the import store, the uh, game, uh, uh, Retro Game Camp. But... I did look at uh, the prices that they had there and the prices online. Very comparable, actually a little under the prices. So very much well worth it. So those three stores there in LA, you got to go check out. So just to add a little snippet here toward the end, I would like to talk just a touch about gaming and travel. So 
on this trip, it was mainly a business trip for me, and I did get to take a little time out to do some things that I would enjoy, but I didn't get to game enough. So this is going to be a little shorter than I wanted it to be, but I will will touch on it some. So gaming and traveling, it's it's kind of a touchy thing. It's it's it, it, and it can kind of be a little tough as well because. You know, first, where are you going? How far are you going to be going? Are you going to have access to power? What not like that. So I'll just kind of give a brief overview of what I did and what I have. And this is kind of the stuff I carry carry on, carry on me anyway. Well, this has been my first trip also, too, since I've had my Nintendo Switch. So it made gaming while traveling so much easier and so much more fun. So... I'll talk a little bit about that. So I got my Nintendo Switch. I got a carry case for it, a really nice hard carry case, and it holds about eight to eight to ten games in it. You know, I can probably squeeze two extra games in there. And you know, my my advice there would be if you're gonna game and travel, especially with a Switch, because I mean, if you really game hard on the Switch, you're not gonna get a whole lot of time out of the battery life on it while portable, while not being plugged into a wall. So my first very big recommendation would be buy a battery bank or power bank. It's so much well worth it. I know Anchor has just, uh, Anchor and Alki has just recently released uh, some power banks that are specific for the Nintendo Switch that actually work with it and actually um, maximize the power to the Switch. So that's a really good thing. I actually bought a Mophie power uh, battery bank uh, the last time I took a trip, and it's a 20,000 milliamp power battery. So I would definitely recommend getting something big because most people, you're going to be carrying a cell phone, you're going to be carrying a laptop, and maybe even a gaming device like I did. So I had both, I had all my, I had my laptop, my cell phone, and my gaming device, which was my Switch. And so with all three of those, I've got to have something that can power it up. And let me tell you, that power bank right there, it can charge all the devices three times over without linking. It's so great. It is great to have. And that's something you really need to have if you're going to be gaming while traveling. Another thing, too, is to have a portable device. I can't stress how much importance that is, which you should know that's important. Because, I mean, if you're gaming while traveling, how do you expect to take your PS4? I know a lot of people that do take it, but you're only going to be able to sit down and play when you're in front of a TV. Now, granted, there were the PlayStations and PS2s that had the attachment that had that, that that gave it a screen and all that, but that doesn't really make it portable, in my opinion. It just makes it to where you can take it a few more places. So definitely make sure you have something like that. But you can also, too, and I don't know how many people will try this, but you can remote into your PS4, as long as you have a really, really, really good internet connection where your PS4 is and where you're at. You can remote into your PS4 and play a little bit, but you're going to hit some lag. It's going to be choppy. It's not going to be the best. So I don't always recommend, I wouldn't recommend doing that. But I will say that, man, the Nintendo Switch travels very well. Um, being on an airplane, you can only take... I, I only like taking two pieces of luggage with me. That way I can take both of them on the plane and I don't have to check anything. So you got to make sure you have a bag of some sort that's adaptable to be able to take multiple things. I have Agio. I love it. Um, I've been using them for about probably eight years or more now. This is my second Agio bag, and they're fantastic. 
definitely look into one of those. They're great. I've got one that actually has a almost a hard case to it for the laptop, so that way it protects my laptop device. And uh, I've actually gotten to where I've kind of made sure when I've packed, I've packed everything really well and I actually bring my podcasting stuff with me. I had my podcasting gear with me in case I had a chance to sit down on a podcast, which unfortunately I didn't, but... You know, it's, it's just one of those things where sometimes you can and just sometimes you can't. So definitely uh, be prepared for whatever you possibly could. Um, but let me tell you, playing the Switch on the plane actually turned out pretty good. Um, unfortunately, it was the one plane ride out of all the planes I was on that happened to be, to me, felt the smallest as in distance from my seat to the seat in front of me so it kind of felt a little cramped but honestly i mean playing it there was great i had access to power uh it was really good the headphones i had had a you know were uh they could either be bluetooth or wired so when i wired them to the switch no problem sounded fantastic it was great it played well the only problem is is you can't really connect very well to in-flight internet which Unless you're just a hardcore, gotta be online gamer, it's not gonna really affect you too much. But you can pay for their pass. Some of them are cheap for the one flight. If you have a short, small flight, you know, it's five to six bucks to do it. Or you can pay for a monthly plan or whatnot if you travel a good bit. But I do recommend having a Switch or even looking at one of the Game Boys. I mean, they've got the 3D, the Nintendo 3, not Game Boys, because it's not a Game Boy anymore. It's the Nintendo 3DS. Or the 2DS. Those are very two very good systems that, that travel very well as well. But you're limited to the games on just those systems. So you've got to kind of think about that. Um, as far as playing the Switch, you know, you're kind of you're not limited, but you're only limited to playing the games that you bring with you because the games that are online, like the uh, with the with the new online service they have, you wouldn't be able to play any of those NES games unless you've got the internet subscription. But I don't recommend that because it's not always the best internet, but also too, you only have it for a limited amount of time and it's kind of, to me, it's a waste of money. If you bring games like I did, I had Mega Man 11 to start playing, I had uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I had both of the Mega Man collections Mega Man Legacy Collection and Mega Man X Collection you know I had Octopath Traveler I had plenty of games to play with that and that's what really matters is just making sure you have options because I know me on a plane I I get very bored and very tired and cramped you know I mean yeah you've got the movies to watch and whatnot but man gaming was a nice release it was just a nice going okay this is something different to do something just to kind of take my mind off the flight and i don't fly very well i get flight anxiety so it was very nice to have the the games there that helped to take my mind off of it but very easy to keep up with powering especially with the power bank because it's usb-c my phone is usb-c so i didn't have to change out plugs or anything like that i just plug it up to the battery uh battery bank and plug it into my device um, my battery bank still has it has a on the side it's got a little button that says it has four lights on it even to this day after using it throughout all that trip and i still haven't charged it any it still has two i think two lights on it yeah it's got two lights left on it so it still has half of its battery life left on it it's pretty amazing because i charged my phone several times i hooked up the switch several times and i hooked up my tablet once to it so 
really great device to have, but you you definitely need a good set of headphones, a device like a Switch, of course. I would recommend a Switch because I, I really enjoyed taking mine. And you're also going to need a battery bank of some sort because you're going to want that backup battery. Yeah, you can find a plug to plug into, but do you really want to have to tether yourself to one point when you're running back and forth through an airport going from terminal to terminal? Or do you want to be able to, you know, just play where you're at, you know, and that battery bank allows it. So if you're traveling and you're sightseeing and you've got like maybe 30 minutes into your next thing or you're taking the subway from from downtown L.A. to Santa Monica, whip out your battery bank whip out your switch, play it while you're on the train, because that's a pretty long train ride. It's about a 40-minute train ride, so that's a that's a little bit of time you can get some gaming in. Sit there, play your game, and there you go. You're good to go. So that's my tips about traveling with gaming. It's just make sure you've got the right equipment. Make sure that you plan ahead. That's all. You, you really need to plan ahead if you're going to try to game while traveling. And just remember to have fun. If you don't have fun, then why are you gaming? That's that's what I always say. Um, try not to rage quit while you're on the subway. That probably would not be a good thing because they would probably would frown upon that. But you know, have fun when gaming and enjoy your trip while you travel too. Don't just don't just game the entire time. Go out and sightsee. Do like I did. Go out and see the Santa Monica Pier. Go out and see Little Tokyo. Go out and experience what they have in the areas. And don't just lock yourself down to gaming. I mean, I know we're a gaming podcast and we love gaming and we want to promote gaming, but take some time to see the other things too while you travel. You know, it's well worth it. And it makes your, to me, it makes my gaming experience even more fun because sometimes when you play games that, that go to these areas, you're like, oh man, I remember that, you know, like uh, Hollywood Cole and, um, and uh, uh, Grifted were talking about we're talking about Yakuza uh, and how they, you know, how like with uh, Grifted, how he, he he was stationed in Japan. And when he played Yakuza, it felt kind of like he was back in Japan. You know, it, it's because he saw those sites and related to that the same way in gaming. I mean, when you go to these different places, you can relate with it. And that's really what makes gaming and traveling exciting to me because like when i play a game that has a real locale like that then it 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 gets you that link now granted i didn't play any games this time that had the la setting but you can do that at any time i mean and and it's just fun because it just just kind of matches up so guys i just want to say once again thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Fireside Chats. Thank you so much for listening to the Smooth Ramblings. And really, thank you very much for listening to H&K. We're going to be putting out more stuff and more content. And just remember, and to keep keep in your thoughts and prayers, everybody that was affected by Hurricane Michael, that definitely hit a lot of people. And it's it, it was a nasty hurricane. So if there's any way that you can help, if you're living in an area that are taking up donations, go donate something. I know you probably got some stuff in 
one of your closets that you don't wear anymore, something like that. I mean, people will be so grateful and so thankful for that because the littlest things are what matters to these people right now. So um, just say an extra prayer for, for those people. Keep them in your thoughts. And guys, like always, this is Clarifier signing out. Thank you very much.